All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, it's going horribly. Uh, listeners, this is take two. We, re- we recorded for about five minutes and, well, no, we talked for about five minutes and then I looked at the recorder and the recorder had shut down all on its own. And uh, I'm pretty upset because I had I had hit Jake with a surprise topic to open the show and he reacted with the uh hilarity and shock and indigna- indignation that i expected him to it's fucking all gone now though yeah man. now it's now if we it's tried all scripted and prepared yep i was gonna say now the the jig is up if we tried to act oh wacky wacky spontaneous it'd be a lie so here here's what i hit jake with uh, listeners, if you didn't know, uh, Dylan Roof, obviously asshole, racist piece of shit who shot up uh, Charleston the church and killed nine people. His sister started a GoFundMe because she was supposed to be married nine days uh, before the mass after the massacre occurred. Uh, her wedding was nine days after, but they canceled it because, well, you know, brother shot everything up. So she started a GoFundMe page uh, to to recoup costs of the wedding that didn't happen, and and she said go on a honeymoon. And I forgot to tell you this. This is new. I didn't tell you this when I was reading the story earlier. Um, 10% of what she raised was going to go to the victims of the shooting. So she's not a completely selfish, cold-hearted cunt. She was going to give 10% back. And she raised $1,700 before yanking the GoFundMe page because people were calling her uh, a cunt for trying to cash in on a tragedy and try and turn her poor wedding day into something worse than nine people being murdered by a racist asshole. I, you know, I, I feel a little bit bad though, because uh, just a week before this, I, I donated $50 to Ted Bundy's nieces, uh, <laughs> uh, spring break, break vacation. I, you, you know, she, she Where are they was going? also harmed by where is she What's going? Up? You said nieces. Uh, how many? What, and then you said she. Where, where does she want to go? Where, they, where do they want to party? Where, where, where are they trying to raise the funds to get to? Oh, they were just going to Ohio. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they just wanted to go to like Twin Peaks or something. She only need. She didn't need that much money. She was trying to live simple. She knows she wasn't, you know, harmed by the 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 the, the, the tragedy the most. But you know, she she's on the list somewhere. So she she deserved fifty dollars. I thought. There you go. But I mean, literally, what 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 I had said earlier before the recorder took a sh- you can put a GoFundMe up for fucking anything apparently, and people will donate seventeen hundred dollars. People donated to her because her wedding day got canceled because her brother's a murderer. I mean, we it's we need weird. we need to dream something up. We really we literally need to test this. We need to think of the most outrageous fucking uh, thing. And and set up a GoFundMe page like I I want to replace my testicles with silly putty you know I I want to put actual silly putty eggs where my nuts used to be can you help me pay for the medical costs See and that's that's almost scientific you know what I'm saying so it's like I'll, I'll bet people would <laughs> donate on that just to, you know what I mean just just to be like oh, I wonder if they I wonder if they work as well you know this could be good for guys with testicular cancer they would uh, they would think that we were heroes There was a thing. Did we talk about it on the podcast? I don't remember. Um, I'm going to look it up right now, but I'm going to keep an eye on the recorder so it doesn't shut down again. Uh, $35,000 to donate a testicle. All I do is hit 35. I go to Google and I, I type in 35004 and the first thing is testicle. That's like the first hit. Like I don't even have to finish. Hand on, donate wow. a testicle and walk away with $35,000. So maybe if we started a GoFundMe for silly putty testicles, someone would just steer us that way and say, "Well, why don't you just donate it? Make thirty-five. 
I can't remember if we talked about this, but I could use $35,000 for a testicle. Yeah, 30, 35 is good. I, I don't know. That's like... I, I wouldn't want to give up a testicle, though, man. That seems a little... Seems a little intimate. I don't know. I, I I'd give up a kidney before a testicle. Like that. Really? But you don't want kids. I mean, you'd think that a test if you can still. Come, I know. I don't know it, why it I want them. If anything, they're just these two dangling sacks of meat that are that are threatening to ruin all my dreams and give me <laughs> things that I don't want. Like they're they're inadvertently threatening me with with every single bounce and every single motion. But uh, still, I I, I can't. I can't picture life without these things. Fair enough. That's that's an old that's a Chad Daniels joke you reminded me of. Chad Daniels is a very good comic, and uh, I'm going to get the joke wrong, but uh, he talked about having kids, and he said it's amazing when you see your child for the first time, and you look at it, and you you see their feet, and their feet are so small, and yet they have the ability to walk over all your hopes and dreams. And I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking funny right there. I mean that's just a classic. Yeah, but I, what you were saying though about about them paying thirty five thousand dollars, right? Like that, that just goes to show the demand for not just testicles but organs in general. I, how do you feel about it being an option to be an organ donor, man? Oh, I always put it down on my, uh, you know, driver's license to, you know, if I die. To, yeah, yeah. Know, I mean, harvest anything you want from me if it can do good. I guess I'm. I, I close the thing. I, we, while we talk about this, I want. I guess I'm. We never answered the question. We didn't ask it. What they use the testicles for? Oh uh, well, I I just assumed it was for jugglers. You know what I mean? Like jugglers <laughs> for expensive royalty magic shows. You know what I mean? For like right. weird Eastern European princes, they like to see testicle juggling. They're weird over there, man. Uh, it's cancer research. They want uh, testicles that may have cancer, so they can do a little testicular cancer research. Why do you ask really? about organ donors? Organ donors. Well, I I, I just figured it was for uh, dudes without testicles. That oh, you could yeah. donate a testicle to them. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. That's I never I didn't think of that. Yeah. I Wait, mean, they're it's... paying you thirty five grand just to just to hack your nuts up and do research on it. Uh, I guess. Uh, wow. Looking the article over, it says that it's really rare. You have to meet like special criteria. You can't. I mean, they're not just having dudes lining up, uh, donating balls and making bank. I guess you have to meet a, <laughs> you know, a series of uh, restrictions and qualifications and so on and so forth. So. So like they're they're not gonna have junkies just waiting in line offering. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're smacked out testicles for. For heroin money it's like uh donating sperm to infertility clinics i tried that in college and uh you got 35 dollars to jerk off and you got put on a trial period because that you know, they had to test your sperm uh to make sure that it was the right motility and the right amount and blah, blah, wait blah, so blah, that blah, means blah. they got you jacking off for free for a while like no a no that's the thing like an unpaid no, masturbation intern? Well, in Milwaukee, they didn't pay you, which sucked. I tried it twice. I went When I was in college in Boston, I went to college. I went for a couple of years in Boston and then moved to Milwaukee and finished up. Um, in Boston, I made uh, a couple hundred dollars, a little, you know, somewhere between one and two hundred dollars during the trial run. And then at the end, they said, no, you don't have enough. Um, like your average, they said I had average sperm and to donate, you have to have like super sperm because super sperm. Yeah. Because you mean, they're going to freeze it and then they're going to thaw it and then they're going to put it in a centrifuge. Like they don't, uh, just, so they got to be like bust up, like buffed up. They got to be yeah. like uh, Sylvester Stallone and, and, and Wesley Snipes and right. demolition man. 
Right. So they got to be able see, to take the freezer and the and the thawing out process. So when you see like a, a Hollywood movie where there's just some slow, you know, schlub fucking donating sperm, that's like the I nobody saw it, but Vince Vaughn uh, did a movie a year ago or two years ago where he had like made all these kids by donating sperm. Vince Vaughn's sperm probably are the most lethargic fucking. You know, you see him and you just he, he looks sleepy. So you, you you do like you said you need fucking Wesley Snipes, uh, Stallone sperm, and I I just had like eh, you're a white dude sperm. Well, so when when you mean super sperm, do you mean there has to be like a certain amount of sperm? Yeah, in the load, or like the sperm have to be just like I all I don't it. know, man, all active enough. All really, like because here's the thing: is my sperm like so that was college. Um, and so they they need a huge volume because a ton are gonna die, and the ones that survive need to have great uh, motility. It's called. They need to be able to pierce the egg. They need to have the right, like they you put the sperm. Like we we all think a sperm looks like this, just whatever we've seen in you know cartoons and sex ed books. But when you break it down to the microscopic level, they need to have like a. I can't remember. Not a hammerhead, like a piercing head that'll go through the egg. And most don't have that. So, like you said, like you were asking, you your sperm need to meet a lot of qualifications. And so, in college, I didn't make it. But my wife and I, we have our kids using in vitro fertilization, which means they took eggs out of her, and I donated sperm to myself, and then they mixed it together and put the baby in her. And when I got tested this time, they said I had fucking kick ass sperm. They uh, they said that I just I'm healthier now than I was in college. I guess I'm eating really? right and exercising more. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, better. my, my girlfriend actually, uh, froze her eggs, man. She's got some, some eggs in the freezer there or uh, however that works. Women are doing that, uh, because she wants to focus on her career. And if anything goes wrong in the future, she's got those on hold. No, because it's actually a really fancy ass way to get pregnant. I know nobody in my family has ever gotten somebody fre- pregnant by jacking off on some freezer eggs. That's, that's some next level shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's uh, it's up there. But that'll be in vitro. That that'll be the thing is she will take her eggs, they'll thaw them, mix them with sperm, and put a baby in her. That's that's what she's looking at. Is babies made just the way mine were? See, but do, do you think maybe though? Because I'm guessing she's gonna wait a while, especially if she's with me. She's not having them anytime soon. You know what I mean? So, uh, do you think by the time? She ends up having kids. Let's say it's like 10, 20 years down the road. Do you think they'll be able to just have kids without having them have to be inside a woman's body? Like, Probably. Like, do you think they could- fucking, I'm sure they'll do some shit like that. Yeah. Like, but like you say, 10, not having kids anytime with you. That's why women do it is so they can focus on their career. Yeah, exactly. And have, so if, if, you know, if a, and I'm not trying to be a dick here or make fun. I know in our politically correct world, you're not supposed to say certain things, but. Uh, the older you get, the chances you're going to have a Down syndrome baby or an autistic baby mentally, they shoot through the fucking roof. So women save their eggs in their 20s because a 40 or 50 year old woman having a baby just naturally, that kid's coming out fucked in the head. So if you freeze her eggs when she's 25 and she has the baby at 45, the kid's going to be normal. I like how you like prefaced it with this. Yeah, I, I know this is going to sound politically incorrect, and I know this is going to be offensive. And then, and then you just gave us uh, medically accurate information. You know what I mean? Like well, that's, that's all a, you did. Well, that's where we <laughs> get so like, paranoid these days. There's so much. Fun. 
fucking. Uh, well, I actually thought I was I'm, waiting for something horrible, man. No, you just you, you explained exactly how uh, the egg <laughs> process works. I uh, I thought I might slip up and use the R word. <laughs> ah, ah. I thought I might drop the retard bomb. Oh, I thought you were gonna say redhead. I thought you were gonna say redhead. <laughs> the chances of becoming Ginger a redhead fucks. It, it happens with, <laughs> with with later pregnancies is they come out all freckled and sunburned and shit. <laughs> Uh, but th- so uh, I'm curious. How old is your girlfriend now? And when did she freeze her eggs? Uh, she's 33. I think she froze them like a year or two ago, something like that. Yeah. So uh, 30 is good because 35 is where they start to turn. At 35, that's when they say, "Women, all right, have your kids now." Because as it like 40 is not the cutoff, but 40 is where it gets bad. So 35 to 40 is your like danger zone. But yeah. yeah, so if she froze him anywhere under 35, she's solid. She's good to go. She's yeah, good. exactly. And I mean, you know, part the of it is... The only thing fucked up about those kids are going to be your sperm. Oh, yeah. Which which that's why she's already told me, like, if we have kids, mine is going to be with a bad egg thing first. You know what I mean? Like, my baby gets to be the practice baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> she gets to try it out on a weaker egg toward the, toward the later, toward the end of yeah, the carton, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so it's kind of like my, my little Steve Buscemi looking, uh, spermy is going to mix with her old egg. And then that's going to be her practice baby. It's going to be like her open mic for parenting. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, she's going to get good at parenting, give that one up for adoption and then try again with a better looking dude with a fresh egg. I think that's her plan. It's a good plan. I mean, it is. And then what? Uh, when the kids gets gets to be like five, six, send it off to an orphanage, and then start working on the real kids. Yeah, I think that's that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. She's using my my sperm to fertilize her her old egg for like an open mic baby. That's like her open mic. She's gonna practice. It. She's gonna work on her timing as a parent. You know what I mean? Work on her delivery. Yeah. Figure out how to not. You know, she, she's gonna look back after six years and be like, okay. This about the kid seems kind of geniusy, but this seems kind of school shootery. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dice. I'm gonna liposuction this, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this better next time around. And she's just gonna punt the kid, you know, yeah. and then get a new one. That's the way it should be done. Totally, absolutely. This has nothing to do with anything, but I this was this was a, a Facebook status of mine this morning, and fucking people loved it uh, because it was true. Talk about kids! Uh, my daughter is turning three in a month, and when she was two, she already knew her alphabet and she could count to fifteen. And everybody, I really, mean, everybody, like I don't know anything about kids. I thought it was normal because she's my kid. All I see is her doing that. And then all of her, you know, everybody that comes in touch with her says, dude, fucking having a two-year-old that knows their alphabet is fucking insane genius Einstein level. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I have a smart kid. Uh, She's turning three in a month. This morning I watched her try and put on a tank top, like pants, for like 15 minutes. So (laughs) I'm like, there there we go. I guess I have like a Rain Man daughter. She can do certain things well and then other things like, no, not not happening. (laughs) She's a savant, man. You got to teach her to count cards. Yeah, exactly. Take her to fucking Vegas. She'll she'll be wearing pants on her head and uh, a tank top over her legs, but she'll be fucking <laughs> telling me when to double down. See, it's cool though, man, because like for gambling, no no one expects the person who looks like a total idiot to be good at it. Like I, I remember when I was in high school, I my my last year of high school, I went to this 
this bar every day it was called the Q in Iowa City. It was just like a pool hall. And it was one where you just rented the balls for an hour. It was just really cheap. And I, I, I mean, there was a period where I would go like every day after school and I would play pool in there. And then he used to give a shit about underage drinking back in the day. Like they wouldn't oh, yeah, sell you the drinks that. if you were underage. But like if you got somebody else in the bar to buy it for you, it's no problem. And so I would what I would do is I would go up to people in the bar and I would be like, hey, I'll uh, I'll play you the game of pool and I'll, I'll bet a pitcher. If I lose, I'll buy you a pitcher. If I win, you just have to go buy my pitcher for me. Like I'll pay you. And, and most of the time, like I would win. And, and, and most of the time, they wouldn't even make me pay for the pitcher. They'd be like, ah, fuck it, I lost. I got this one, you know. And so I, I got pretty decent at it. And you know, to to where I'd, I'd, I'd win a good ninety five percent of the games that I played against random people. Well, I was in a bar one day with this guy who he was in a fucking pink tank top. That's I it, I don't remember what the hell was on it, but he had like a like an orange hat that had like a the American flag on it. Pink it, it, and orange, green flashes, dude. Green shorts, yeah. Like yeah, this guy he just looked dumb as fuck, you know. And then we started playing pool. And we started playing nine ball and he was, he was losing, but just by a little bit. And then like, we were playing a dollar a game and then he, he kept trying to get me to up to bet. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm a high school kid. I, I don't have that much. I, what, what I got for this, I got by donating plasma. <laughs> and then, he, and then he, he I thought you were telling he, me a college story. I literally thought you were telling me a college story about being at a. <laughs> you're telling me a high school story. Yeah, yeah. This is my last year of high school, man. <laughs> Maybe it, you said that earlier in the conversation, and it, it sort of. I totally went, did. It's a high school story. I, it went in one ear and out another, but when you said it right there, it just jumped out at me because I'm. No, they didn't give a shit I'm about Henry's drinking, man. Well, yeah, I know, but when you said that, when you said they don't, because I pictured. In college, when kids show up to Iowa City and they're 19, they have that fucking stupid rule that 19-year-olds can be in a bar until 10 p.m., and so it happens all the time. So I thought you were talking, like, I literally, maybe you did say high school, but when you said underage drinking, I just thought, yeah, age 19, they don't give a shit about that. So when you said high school, it literally just fucking Fuck no, man. I've been going to the bars there since I was, like, 15. (laughs) I I mean, like, they didn't give a shit. As long as, well, certain bars would and certain ones weren't. Like, you, you knew the ones that did and the ones that didn't. But, like, the ones that didn't care, they wouldn't, like, sell you the alcohol. But if someone else bought it for you, I mean, yeah, I mean they the, wouldn't the come cops take weren't busting people back then, man. Nah. Anyway, so so green, uh, pink top, orange shorts, green shoes. Uh, he was hustling you. He was a hustler. So yeah, he- yeah. Once he realized that I, I literally didn't have enough to, to bet more than a dollar a game. Then he started really playing good. I mean, he realized that he's in a he's in a bar in like a college town. It's a bunch of college kids, and me who wasn't even a college kid. I was just the only one who would bet for money <laughs> or, or play for money. And uh, and, then, and then we just started playing for drinks, and he, he started getting good. Eventually, he started like spotting me the 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 six ball, and then he he would still beat me like bad to where like we 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 basically he he would spot me every single ball. And then I would break, right? And so either one of two things would happen. Either no, sorry. Uh, let me let me back up. We started playing eight ball, right? And he he was winning so bad at eight ball. Like every time it was his turn, he would he would either sink every single shot, run the table run every the time. Yeah, yeah, he would either run the board or it'd be like, all right, this is an impossible setup for me. And then he would he would miss intentionally and give me a shot that like there was no way I could make it. And then he'd run it on the next one. Like he was fucking unbeatable in that and we started playing to where like we, we would rack it up like nine ball 
I would be stripes and I would break. So either one of two things would happen. Either I, I would sink one on the break and then shoot the eight ball in and I would win. Or I would, I, one wouldn't go in on the break and he would shoot in every single ball on the table. Like he was fucking good, dude. Like I've never seen anybody play pool like that. That guy, I mean. Did you get a story or anything? Like what he was doing in town or what? Yeah, he yeah. He started talking to me. He was just like, like once he realized like, I was just a kid that liked to play pool and bet like a little bit and didn't really have any money. He was like, yeah, I, I go around uh, from town to town. I, I'm just a pool hustler, man. And I dress like a fucking idiot because people will bet me more money like this because, you, you know, if, if, if I go in looking slick or whatever, like they're not they're not going to bet as much. They're going to think I, I might be good at this, but. I, I I dress like I have Aspergers or something, and <laughs> and he made a living you know. it. Yeah, yeah, no, he did that professionally. That's, awesome. that's, that's all. That's what he did. He, I mean, he was it was cool because he like we, we started playing for beers, you know, and 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 so yeah, this guy was just drinking beer and telling me about going around the country betting people in pool, and that's that's what he did. And it was, he got good. He was like, you get good enough to where yeah, like I can sink the ball, I can run the table every time. But that's not how you become a good pool hustler. How you get be a good, become a good pool hustler is to like lose by just a little bit, like he was doing in the beginning. Yeah, and and then just getting a little bit better and a little bit better, you know, and just making it to where you're barely beating him. So it's like, oh yeah, you want a double or nothing? Yeah, because you barely lost the last one, so you, you might win this one. And he said that that's where the real trick comes in, man. And then you know, just acting like it's. It's just total chance that it's it's happening that way. And what did he say he would ever like lose around to like keep it? Oh from, yeah. yeah, yeah, no. I mean, because he was doing that in the beginning too. Is we were going back and forth a little bit. Like he he would lose intentionally, but he would make that a close one too. Yeah. God I mean, damn. Yeah, yeah. It was just fucking fascinating, man. But yeah, that's what she needs to do with with, with gambling is uh, dress dress really dumb and then and then count cards. And that's what we need my daughter for. Wow, that, that fucking story. I mean, that is interesting. Uh, fucking just wrap around, just talking. Um, all right, so you, I had a topic. I, I wanted to talk about uh, Amber Roof and her fucking GoFundMe page. You you had something you wanted to talk about. Uh, you texted me. I don't remember what it was. What, what, what did you want to talk about tonight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, something that hasn't really been getting a lot of... Uh, um... Uh, press in the, in, in the last couple of weeks is the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, that's, I've been hearing about it. I it's, mean, it's yeah, I mean, a huge ton, but I mean, it gets overshadowed. Really it gets overshadowed by Charleston. Anything flashy, like legislation's not exciting. Fucking dead people. That's fucking news, you know? It It is, man, but I, I mean, at the same time, long long term, I mean, I think this is, this is going to affect us negatively way more than I mean, the other thing, like, I mean, I mean it sucks, but I mean, this what is, mean? this is fucking bad, man. It, like if this it, basically Congress approved uh, fast track, yeah, which, yeah. which, which allows the president to uh, more or less have the authority to act without Congress on trade deals, which sucks because right now they're trying to get this trans-Pacific partnership thing passed through. And what that is, is it's, it's a, it's an agreement between like governments and and you know like he- corporate heads throughout the uh the Pacific region and like North America, South America that kind of thing and it 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 more or less gives a a little bit of like sovereignty over to corporations in that if like let's say a, a corporations operating in a, in a in a country and they try to pass laws that 
somehow cut into that company's profit, they can uh, vote in an international tribunal of, of, you know, business heads basically to, to put like government sanctions through their government on uh, the local country. So it's more or less just kind of putting actual like political power in, into the hands of just, just international corporate entities, which is, is crazy. Like it's happening more and more in our politics all the time. And uh, it's just one more way that we're going to, uh, in in the long term, just kind of kill the middle class by sending yet more jobs overseas and uh, letting corporations just kind of run amok even more than they have, you know. And it's it's sad. It never really gets talked about a lot, but it's uh, it's an important thing to talk about. I don't ha- I don't have anything funny to say about it, but <laughs> I figure we should bring it up, you know. Well, I I'm okay. It's good to bring up. I'm gonna. I guess disagree with you for several reasons. Um, everything I've heard uh, said that, I mean, yes, it's it's obviously I, I've heard what you did, said about uh, you know independent corporations and they can't be they become sort of like a, a diplomatic immunity, become like dignitaries. Right. Where yeah, um, and that I don't like, um, and I don't really like or dislike the bill, but everything I've read and everything I've heard. Um, is that it, it? Basically, it's another NAFTA, and everybody said NAFTA was going to destroy the American economy in the '90s, and it really hasn't. Maybe it weakened it, but everything I read, I would say five years after NAFTA, said, "Sure, sometimes corporations jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, 'Oh, let's send all the jobs down to Mexico,' but fucking after like Volkswagen's a good example. Volkswagen sucks right now because all the cars are put together in Mexico, and everybody hates them. They get shit ratings." Um, quality jobs started coming back. I started reading stories, and I can't name them now because we're talking, like, God, the year 2000, 2001, 1999, I would read these stories, where jobs came back to America because they wanted quality workers, and, like, the the labor is cheap in, in other areas, but, you know, for as much as people complain about OSHA and the EPA, fucking, and unions... You get a good worker out of an American. I mean, maybe you have to pay him more, but it's not like the '50s when we were just throwing cars together and saying "Made in America, fucking buy this piece of shit." Well, yeah, and that might be true for for really complicated things like cars. You know, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot can go wrong with that. But it's, everything it's a else, bit more simple shoes to... and clothes and everything else, is already made overseas. And the other reason, right, because of things like NAFTA. Well, and... no, yes and no. The thing I I, I also is that where was I going to go with this? So the other part of it that I think is fine is America basically fucking has open borders right now. We say fucking import any, we'll import anything, you know, export your goods to here and we'll buy them with nothing. But other com other countries have fucking, uh, tariffs and this eliminates that. So it like it levels the playing field. Whereas right now, we have to fight to get certain goods into certain Asian company co- countries, whereas they don't have to fight shit to get their goods put in here. Well, yeah, but uh, that's that's another thing, though, is those those tariffs are in place for a reason. Those, those protect a lot of things, a lot of industries within that country. And if if those go away and those industries are allowed to crumble, that country's going to ruins. I mean, that's that's a big problem that's happening in South America and Central America right now. You know, um, a, a lot of their their infrastructures got kind of turned around by NAFTA. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's is, the only problem. Going what are those on industries there, but, though? Like one of the examples I read was uh, rice farming in Japan is heavily subsidized by the government, so Japanese taxpayers pay 
rice farmers to grow rice so that they can buy it from themselves instead of just importing it from somewhere cheaper. I mean, well, I'm talking about things like farming. Like that's that's, that's where what I just McDonald's said. Farming, gets yeah. a lot of beef and shit. You know yeah, what I mean? So like from the rainforest. Why? And that sucks. That's that's horrible. But I'm that's saying, what I'm saying. Why is, do they like with my example with rice in Japan? Fucking it sucks. But if you can't be competitive, why should you be subsidized? Well, why, why couldn't you just get what well, you should get into a new industry or something different? And I'm not saying that's easy, and I'm not saying, you know, fuck you, deal with it. But at the same time, it would suck to be a Japanese citizen and know that your tax dollars go to pay Japanese rice farmers to grow their rice. Or uh, fucking American farmers get yeah, paid but that's to plow also kind of That is somewhat an investment in your future, though, what they're doing with the rice farmers. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, maybe rice is cheaper for now getting it from wherever what if it's not in the future? What if, what if something happens there? What if there's some kind of war? What if like, you know, whatever the, the, the East Asian equivalent of ISIS goes into, you know, Vietnam or wherever they're getting the the rice from and, and just completely fucks it up. And now they're, you know, that's not there anymore. Oh, we don't have rice farmers anymore. We only have customer service people that sell the rice that we were getting from other places and we're not doing it now. Well, and I, so, like, it, it does. It is kind of cool to have that stuff in your country to be sustainable because a you get you get jobs in in the short term and in the long term you get infrastructure. Yeah, well, that's what I was just going to argue back on your point is to use one of the oldest stereotypes in the world. Uh, one reason the Jewish community is you know stereotyped as being good with money is because they keep the money in the community. Uh, Jewish people buy from Jewish people and they just they don't export the money. They keep it in the community. They circulate it. So it, it grows and builds that community. And that's yeah. the same thing with Japan or US. And you know, you can't be completely isolationist. Uh, I I don't I don't know what to think. You can't be completely isolationist, but you can't kick down every fucking barrier and turn it into like a global chaos. Well, no, you, you can't free for all. And the thing is, is like there is going to be some stuff in this massive bill that are going to be good things, right? Yeah. But then there's some stuff that that is 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 not. Like for example, we didn't even find out about this bill until it got, you know, leaked to WikiLeaks, right? Yeah. This whole thing is being done in secret, and what what we're finding out is just because it's getting leaked, and it's like. It, that's that's the bad thing about stuff like this getting fast tracked to where like just the president can 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 act on it is like it should have to go through Congress. Stuff like this should have to get reviewed. It should have to be, you know, given to the public. I mean, there's so many of the, the Congress people that were voting on this thing to be fast tracked hadn't even read it. You know, well, I, I heard a great interview with that. And they said the reason that they don't put it back to Congress is because um, you, you can't have each member of Congress looking out for one thing for their state and the president dealing with uh, how, how many of our members, you know, 400 plus uh, people in the House of Representatives and, and saying, OK, because that's how that's how bills get caught up in turnaround in Congress is, OK, I want this. Well, I want this. Well, I want this. Piggyback this. Uh, take this out. So it has to go to a flat vote to the president who gives it a thumbs up or thumbs down. I mean, just to keep right, 400 people a- from. Those those people are 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 there for a reason. You know what I mean? It's so that one guy doesn't have the power to uh, just say yay or nay for an entire nation. Like we're supposed to have checks and balances. Well, and that's the thing is they send it to the president, but you know they agree on it first, and then he. It, it, the, I can't remember exactly how, but it it's it made sense when I heard it. I'm like, all right, this is logical. It's not like nobody gets a say. It's just that 
you don't. Well, no, get but, to I mean, go it is with this Trans Pacific Partnership thing because I mean, the whole thing has been being done in secret. I mean, like, why why do we have to have this stuff leaked to us? Like, why 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 shouldn't this be uh, open to the public? That kind of thing. And I, you know, with, with stuff like this, it's it's just going to get worse, man. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Let's go back to the beginning because the public donates half a million dollars to a racist pizza pizza company in Indiana and uh, $1,700 to a poor girl who lost her wedding because her brother is a racist asshole that shot people. <laughs> right, right. That's yeah, why I you mean, don't give it to the public because there, fuck but, the public. <laughs> well, well, no, it, it should be given to the public, man. I mean, you, you, you can't let assholes like that say, okay, well, you would just ha- hand our sovereignty over to crazy corporations. You know what I mean? Like weird international entities made up of... Uh, I don't know, trust fund babies from wherever who just want to party on yachts and do cocaine off of the cocks of the lizard men who secretly run the world's economy. You know what I mean? Like they're, but we're heading down that good path. People. I mean, it's, it's, we good are, man. That it's, it's, it's good that people are fighting it, but I mean, literally, this is horrible to say, but it's the fucking matrix, dude. Like they keep it good enough for enough people that, you just get apathetic and you're like, you know what? As long as enough people are being taken care I, I, it's horrible to say, but yeah, it's, it's a fucked system and God bless the people that fight it. I just rather tell jokes about my dick. Yeah. I, I, I want to tell the dick jokes, but it's like, I want to tell jokes about this stuff too. So I do I. I just wanna, don't know how to make it funny. I basically want to talk about this, but then add punchlines about my dick joke. To keep people <laughs> interested. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's that's the gonna be my goal we talked my about, yeah. Oh yeah, but no, I mean like it, it. It's it's happening like with our with our politicians as far as like the, the money and stuff, man. Oh, like yeah. uh, they we they know. completely took away the the limit to where how much one person can can donate oh, they, to corporations a, a, are people, my friend. Corporations right. are people. Well, and like just just recently, like uh, what was that? Like a month month and a half ago, it came out that uh, like Hillary Clinton had a bunch of campaign donors from. I, I don't even remember who it was, but it was it was like people like that, like that weren't even in the country. Like she had like massive campaign donors from like from corporations outside the U.S. and it got a little bit of a press. Yeah, I remember but not that, that much. She was, little... a, she, she was a foreign dignitary. She was the Secretary of State, so she went around the world drumming up business for America. So right. of course they're all interested in her. Yeah, but it's like the the little bit of press that it did get is it was basically just people on the right being like, oh, look at Hillary. Look at what Hillary did. And it's like, yeah, look at Hillary. Look at what Hillary did. But it sucks that there's a system in place to where they can do that, right? Like, it sucks that we've basically legalized bribery uh, for our politicians, like, not only just from American companies, but any company in the world that wants a piece of them can just donate large chunks of money to their campaign and they need that campaign money to get elected just because in our country it costs fucking hundreds of millions of dollars to run for office, you know? Yeah. And we basically, we've set that system up and, and and nobody in the news gave a shit. It was just about this one lady and her donors. And it's like, you know, they're all probably doing that, right? And and nobody acknowledged that. And it was, it was, wow. it was crazy. It was sad, you know? The only one who's not doing it right now is Bernie Sanders. And that's why the Democratic Party will not let him get the nomination. Yeah, no, I I, I so. agree. Um, yeah, I Bernie Sanders gets like no news coverage. Um, he's yeah, 
I, I, it's it's sad. I, I hope he gets more. I hope he at least you know gets questions asked on like a like a mainstream platform in this election about uh, campaign finance. You know about the uh, the military industrial complex, the prison industrial complex. I mean, it's stuff we talk about, but the, but the, with the smarter people. Yeah, with so, smarter people than us. There you he go. needs to answer shit that we do, but but wicked smart like. Exactly. That's what he needs to do. All right. Well, uh, we've gone over a bunch, not a whole bunch, but um, have we? Yeah, we're we're over thirty six minutes now. So. Shit. Yeah, it happens. I think it's because that first I mean, just fun talking about just stupid shit, and then it got really serious. I hope you stayed with us, listeners. I hope you liked serious and uh, Jake and Nathan. Yeah, look up some of the stuff we were talking about, but you know, from smarter people. People than us. Yeah, really. Yes. All right, kids, thanks for listening. JakeVevera.com, NathanTimmel.com. Uh, shoot us your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, or just continue to listen uh, like stealth motherfuckers because I see the numbers. Some of you are out there listening to us. You're just not talking to us. All right, bye. Later.